visited our, our family quite a while. I don't know how long it's been, but it seems like a long time. A lot of things have happened, a lot of movement. But we in San Antonio, we, we pray for y'all. Just as I hope y'all pray for us, praise the Lord. Y'all have a new building, praise the Lord. And there should be an excitement that fills this. Y'all should be coming together in unity and saying, you know what? This ain't all there is. This is just the beginning. Because you're going to see and you're going to witness the, the glory of God fill this place. And it's going to be done through you and your faithfulness. Our focus should always, always be on Christ. As we saw prior to this, they sent me a, a, a little, that little message there. Praise the Lord. And it's, boy, what an honor it is that to live our lives, to bring forth the Great Commission. You know, church, I've been for the better part of 30, a little bit more than 30 years, just, just coming to know the Lord, and it's just now sinking in. I mean, we would, we would go through, I would go through the motions, and this is the right thing to do, and this is the right thing to do, but it was just going through the motions. Sometimes we're hard-headed and God takes a little longer to just pound it in, but he does. As you remain faithful, as you remain committed to God. It's about falling in love with him. I gave an example one time how in, in our church, uh, every summer, well, for the past two summers, we go on, uh, the, we take the men and we go on this uh, uh, retreat, so to speak, and we, we have cabins out by the lake and stuff, and we have a good time. And we spend Friday, Saturday, uh, coming back Sunday, or just, you know. And it's exciting, and you want to do that, and you're, you're, you're out around your brothers but come Saturday I'm already missing my wife I said it's just not the same you know and that's how much you you're in love with your spouse right you kind of miss them or you go on a trip and and the next the, the next couple of days you know you may be all kinds of stuff and keeping busy but after a while it just you miss your wife because you've fallen in love And that's the way we should be with Jesus. I hear all the time, I used to hear, wow, I can't do this 24-7. Why can't you do this 24-7? He did. And he continues to do it. And we can't do it 24-7? What are we doing? It's not about just coming on Sunday morning and, and, and okay, here, Pastor, I'm giving my tithes. And, and God, you see this? It's, I'm good to go now. That's not what it's about, church. Because we have the rest of the week to live for God.
Sometimes we're, 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 even, we're even scared of dying. Ooh, I don't want to die. But if we know the truth, and Paul would say to, to live is to gain, or to die is to gain, to live is for Christ. But what does he mean to, to die is to gain? I don't want to die. Why? We know should the Lord call us, we're going to be with him the, in a millisecond, if that, whatever, even less than that. What's happening is we fall in love with the world. Oh, I got a good life. I got a nice home. I don't want to go yet, Christ. Don't take me yet. I'm not ready. When there's glory after glory after glory after glory, living with Christ forever. Don't fall in love with the world. Revelations 21, 20, or 22, 20, I'm sorry. Revelations 20. He who testifies these things says, surely I am coming soon. Amen. Come, Lord Jesus. Come on. How many of you are ready for Jesus to come? How many are you ready right now? So, Lord, if you're coming, take me, take me, because I'm ready. To live with you forever. Or no, not yet, Lord. Hold on. Let me, let me. My wife, I don't want to, don't get mad. <laughs> she used to always pray, right? She would, she would pray, Lord, just let me live to see a grandchild. Let me, we, we never had any grandchildren. Here we are. We're old enough to be grandfathers now and grandparents. And we have one. So the other day I was telling my wife, well, you got it. Uh-oh. <laughs> Better be ready. Your, your prayers are answered. Lord, let me see him get married. Let me see him get married. Come on. The greatest thing in our lives would be to live with Christ forever. To go in a place where there's no more tears. And, and, but if we truly Love the Lord. And if we're walking right, that's the key. How are we walking? There's a passion that is filling my heart to bring forth the word of God. It is an honor, it is a privilege that he is trusted me enough to bring forth his word. In church, we need to do that. We're known by our fruits, right? Let people know your fruits. Let them know whom you serve. Let them know when you're you're, you're ready, you're ready, you're ready. This person has something. Has the anointing all over him. It needs to come to a point where you love him so much you can't help but proclaim. Proclaim the Lord. For he is real. Today's message may not be in 
necessarily a feel-good message, but in all actuality, all, all messages about God is feel good because it's the truth. But it's something that the Lord had impressed in me, and I, I gave it to our church. But it is a message for all the churches. I remember when reading, and there was so many whom I thought was tremendous men of God, women of God. And all of a sudden, they were sliding away from the faith. And when I was seeing that and looking at that, it, it, it really hurts. I mean, it even hit home where, where I don't know how many of you know this, the, the, the church building that we're in was a gift. Somebody gave that to us. The Lord gave it to us through him. He was a pastor. And he gave it up. He blessed me with the church. But now he's lost. He says, all my life, and, 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 and my God, this guy can run circles over me. He can run circles all around me of, of knowing the word, this and this and this and this, and explain everything and this, 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 this. But then he tells me, you know, Daniel, I, all my life I've been following Jesus. And he's written books and then he tells me, but I just want time for myself. Like I've been serving others all my life and what about me? But that's why we have, the Bible tells us we have to be on guard. And I, and, and I, I look at him and I pray with him and, and I try to encourage him. And, 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 but if, you know, you start thinking, oh my God, if a man like him is, is leaving because of this, what, what, how the enemy can, can infiltrate our, our minds, how it can infiltrate our hearts. And we cannot allow that. I see y'all here today and praise the Lord. This is a foundation that you need to pick up. This is a foundation to be discipled and, and to, to, to learn and to grow and to continually fall in love with God. It's not something that's taken away. And if you feel yourself slipping, oh, I'm, I, you know, I'm spiritually dying, tell someone. Don't, don't just, uh, I, I better be quiet because people aren't going to understand. <clears throat> Janie's mom, I always got to throw her in somewhere. <laughs> she was a tremendous woman of God, pastoring three churches, and it was incredible. And you read stuff in the Bible about people. This, this lady lived that. She lived that. Where was I going with this? <laughs> but she, one time they, they were going on a trip or something and somebody said something and, and, and they, they, I don't want to scare you. And, and she says, how, 
how are you going to scare us? God sees everything. God knows everything. How is that going to scare us into, oh, my God, look, look at what you're saying. Praise the Lord. We have God inside us. The power of the Lord is inside us and we take the authority. It's not because, oh, ooh, look at this person. No, you take the authority and begin to minister and begin to encourage and begin to rebuke the enemy. Don't be shocked. Don't be scared. The word of God says, if God is for us, whom can be against us? I've heard the worship leader. What's her name? Praise the Lord. <laughs> She was saying, no, no, no weapon formed against us shall prosper. You have the power of God inside you. We need to start using and tapping into what God is equipping us for. And take the authority that he has given us. The Lord was telling me to warn his people as well as myself. To love him enough as well as that we cannot, we should not play church. This is something serious. I don't know how many people have, so you're coming, uh, you know, Sunday morning's coming and you're already thinking on Saturday, oh man, I got to get up early, oh man, I got to go to church, oh man, I got to see Pastor Ernest, oh, the worst part of it all, right, oh, I got to see him, you know, and, but how many of you get excited about coming? I mean, man, I can't wait till Sunday, oh, I don't know what the Lord's going to do, but he's going to do something, I know he is. And I can't wait to get into the, the worship because I'm going to feel the very presence of God. And you're excited and you drive up and you, you see the church, oh, let's go, let's go, let's go, let's get ready. And in your mind and in your heart, you're getting ready to receive what God has for you today because you don't know how he's going to show up. But he always does question is how are you showing up the question is is how are you receiving what God has he wants to bless us he wants us to grow we're his people and the word God says that he's not willing for anyone to perish but for all to come to a repentance he loves us all he died for all of us And he can use each and every one of you to spread the message. Just by your living. Well, I'm afraid to speak. So is Moses. Well, I can't talk. I heard that many times. Well, I can't talk. And he's shocked. Oh, I'm, I'm shocked that God is, is using me because I, I stutter. I'm afraid. I can't say this. I can't say that. Well, you've done pretty good. I'm going to tell you. Don't get a big head, but you've done pretty, <laughs> but you've done pretty good. Praise the Lord. We got to be on guard, and we got to be committed to Christ. 
in the book of Ezekiel is where it starts getting interesting, church. In chapter 3, verse 17 to 19. The word of God says, Son of man, I have made you a watchman for the house of Israel. Whenever you hear a word from my mouth, you shall give them warning from me. If I say to the wicked, you shall surely die, and you give them no warning, nor speak to warn the wicked from his wicked way, in order to save his life, that wicked person shall die for his inequity. But his blood I will require at your hand. But if you warn the wicked and he does not turn away from his wickedness or from his wicked way, he shall die for his iniquity. But you have delivered your soul. If you're in the position and you see all these shirts all the time, don't condemn me or or only God can judge. But my God, we know what's right. We know what's wrong. And so do they. And that's not a, uh, okay, only God can judge. Only, that's not an open deal to where I can do anything I want because God's the one and he forgives me. What are we reading here? Don't fool yourselves. Don't fool yourself. And then if you go to Ezekiel 34, it's getting even more specific. God was talking to me. Because prior to this, I had a dream. And I normally don't remember my dreams. And I don't, you know, there's only been a couple of times in my life that I don't know if this has ever happened. It only happened once to me that I woke up from a deep sleep. And I was hearing God telling me to, to pray for this person. Maybe I've heard it before. I just ignored it. I don't know. But at this time, I mean, it was, it was like, boom, whoa. And I, I, I couldn't do anything but pray for that person. I don't know what was going on, but, but God did that. And the other day, he, he, he showed me the church, the altar, and, and then there was tables. But instead of the tables facing, I told you this, instead of the tables facing the altar, the tables were facing each other. So there'd be people sitting here and and on this side and this side, on this side and this side facing each other. It's like I didn't even have to ask the Lord, well, what's this all about? Because he says we're becoming a social church. And we go in and, and, and we talk about this and we talk about, we, 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 you know, stuff that's happening. But we're not listening to what the word of God is saying. We're too busy with our own lives. I said, Lord, I'm sorry. Because it's scary. And 34, 1 and 6, the word of God says, The word of the Lord came to me, Son of man, prophesy against the shepherds of Israel. Prophesy and say to them, even to the shepherds, Thus says the Lord God, Shepherds of Israel who have been feeding yourselves should not shepherd feed the sheep. 
You eat the fat, you clothe yourselves with the wool, you slaughter the fat ones, but you do not feed the sheep. The weak you have not strengthened, the sick you have not healed, the injured you have not bound up, the strayed you have not brought back, the lost you have not sought, and with force and harshness you have ruled them. So they were scattered because there was no shepherd, and they became food for all the wild beasts. My sheep were scattered. They wandered all over the mountains on every high hill. My sheep were scattered over all the face of the earth with none to search or seek for them. That's hard. That's a strong word from God. I said, Lord, why are you leading me to this? Come on. But we can't hide anything from God. And he's not just speaking to the shepherds, to the pastors. Because every one of us has a responsibility for our own children, for our own families. I don't know how many here still have young children, even if you have older children. It doesn't matter. What are you showing them? What are you teaching them? Are we saying one thing and do you, you know, we need to do this, we need to do this, we need to do that, but we're actually doing something else. Living for God is not just a Sunday morning. It is a lifestyle that we choose to live 24-7. Our love for Christ should be tremendous. We live. We live in a fallen world. Paul tells us, hey, the things I I should do that I want to do, I can't do. And the things I don't want to do, I do them. Man, a great man of a great man of God. What's, what's going on with that? Don't be fooled. Don't hide yourself in saying, well, that can't happen to me. You look around this place, you look around this world, and it's happening all over. Is it the end of times coming? And uh, Obviously, somewhere. The Bible says, oh, they were talking about this ever since I've been born. And well, I'll tell you what, when God calls you, that's the end of times for you. And how, what are you going to do then? It should hurt, church. It should hurt when we dishonor God. When we sin, it should bother us. I don't want to sin, Lord. When it hurts you, it hurts me. There has to be a change in us, a change in our hearts, and a change in our lives. The Bible says that we are known by our fruits. 
How are you living? We can, we can fool everybody. But I'm afraid God was saying we're even fooling ourselves. Just don't, and I, and I'm going to speak very bluntly. I'm, I'm, I apologize for that. I ask for your grace because I don't, you know, my wife says, you have no grace to talk bluntly. And I don't. Her mom did, right? Her mom, she could tell you all kinds of stuff at the end of, at the end of all the scolding and everything. You'd end up giving them money for the church because you, you know, said, God, you go back to the car and said, Janie, she did it again. I don't, I don't get it. After she tears you up. But church, it's, it's a serious deal. How are we living? The sad reality of everything is we can think we're doing okay, we're doing okay, and we, we're not. And we can say, well, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go, I go to church, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go to, I'm going to go, I'm going to be in heaven. But you better check yourself and look at your life. And tell the Lord, ask the Lord, Lord, open my eyes because what, what, what am I doing wrong here? What's happening Because some of us here are thinking, I'm going to be in heaven. And in reality, we're not. Sad reality is those who think they are going to heaven are lost. Paul says in Philippians 3.8, says, for many of whom I have often told you and now tell you even with tears, walk as enemies of the cross of Christ. He's talking to the church people. He's not talking to non-believers. He's talking to the church people. He says, you know, you walk, who's going to, how many here are enemies of the cross? Come on. Nobody? Praise the Lord. But yet Paul's saying some of you are living like you're enemies of the cross. Their end is destruction. Their God is their belly. And they glory in their shame with minds set on earthly things. Their God is the belly. What does that mean? What it means is I want this. I'm going to go get it. Doesn't matter, you know, we're, 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 we're spoiled creatures here. We live in a, in a great country, a great nation. But my king is my belly. If I go out there and I want to eat that crab, I'm going to go get that crab. If I, if I, if I want that, that car, that car, I'm going to get that car one way or the other. That car is going to be mine. Doesn't matter what you say, God, it's going to be for me. And we're not even asking him. And what does he say? It leads to destruction. How sad is that? 
We need to learn how to deny ourselves and pick up the cross. I don't want anyone to be lost. I saw a, a, a preaching by Francis Chan. Y'all know who Francis Chan is. And I don't know how many of y'all saw that. It was kind of neat. I, I enjoyed it. It was, And he, he did an illustration with a rope. Just anybody see that? He has a, he has a rope, a long rope. I don't have one here. I'll use this. <laughs> Sorry, you can fix it later. But <laughs> anyway, he has a a long a long rope, and the rope extends, you know, from here all the way, all the way, all the way there. You know, just keeps going and going. And on the end of the rope, he's got about this much in red. And he says, look at this. Look at this rope. And you see this part here? This is your life. The rest of your part is where you're going to spend eternity. He says, oh, man, and it goes on and on and on and on, right? And he says, we, we take this part, which is our life, and we'll work and we'll work and we'll work and we'll work and we'll work, and that leaves us about this much and we'll do everything we can so that in this little time here, we can enjoy our retirement. And so we'll work hard and we'll do this and we'll do this so that we can enjoy this little bit. It reminds me when, when he says, oh, baby, look at all these crops I have. Man, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to storm away. And he says, you fool. I'm calling you tonight. But we live for today. We don't live. Well, that's me. I'm sorry. <laughs> I said, what's Tito doing? <laughs> I said, we live. We're living for today and not living for eternity. We got this little bit of time. Some are this. Some maybe a little bit longer. We retire, and how many times have we seen people retire and all of a sudden they get sick and they can't enjoy their retirement? And we do all this. Say, say, you know what, Pastor, boom, I'm gonna give you two thousand dollars. Do whatever you want. Remember the new doors I wanted? Remember this, remember that? And we were we're living for today. What if we took those $2,000, you know what, that, that, what's that can, our change or what, our calling? What if we buy, instead of used clothes, what if, what if we buy $2,000 worth of new clothes, new tennis shoes, and give it to them? Wouldn't that be, wow. And I, I understand it's not going to be works that's going to get you to heaven. That sure is going to build up some crowns for you. If we look past ourselves to others. And isn't that what church, isn't that what love, isn't that what Jesus did? I mean, he ended up dying on the cross for you and I. And if you were the only one here, he'd do the same. Because as we said earlier, he's not willing for anybody to perish. 
And as we saw in the beginning, it was the Great Commission. Go out and take forth my word. I don't know how. Just let people know what Jesus has done for you. Let me tell you something about church. You don't measure the, the strength of the church in, in, in the building. It's not about the budget. It's not about the, the bodies. Of all. We, we look and see how many people, how many people. That's not what the church is measured by. It's measured by changed lives. It's measured by what Christ has done to your family and how you have changed your life. Simply because you love God. We have a responsibility. And it's to live for Christ. To die is to gain, surely. Lord, I'm ready. But I want to ask you, are you ready? Let me end with this. It's not going to be as long as we thought. In Romans 8, 18, it says, For I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worth comparing with the glory that is to be revealed in us. No matter what you're facing, no matter what you're going through, no matter how you're suffering, and I'm sure a lot of you are suffering. I'm sure this, we live in a fallen world. We're going to go through stuff. But think of the reward at the end. You know, we all want the best for our children. We all want our children to grow up and you pass the baton. But what kind of baton are you passing where you're leaving and they're seeing Christ? Because today, right now, is the time for them to see Christ in you. I know it's difficult and I know it's hard to, to, sometimes this life is very, very hard. But I've never, you know, for those that have, uh, when you're called and, oh, this, this person's dying, this person doesn't have long to live. I've never heard anybody say, boy, I, I wish I would have worked longer. But their regrets are, I wish I would have spent more time with my family. I told you earlier, we were blessed to have our first grandson. And we, 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 we just when we see him, we go crazy. We go gaga over him. Now we're even talking like him. You know, he's not even, he's not even talking. He's got over him. But we have children. For those that have young children, don't wait. Do it now. God will provide. Well, I got to work. I got to, no, no, no. Yes, you do. And the Bible tells you if you don't work, you're worse than an infidel. But you, there's a time to work. And 
I got to have the overtime. I got to have this. No, you don't. God provides. What is important in our lives? What are our priorities? It should be Jesus first. Our family. Family of God. Whenever you have outreaches, oh my God. How many are going to show up and let's show everybody the love of God? They need to know. Well, the Great Commission, I need to go to, to, to Jakarta. No, you do that here. How many of your neighbors know, hey, you go to church here at one voice? You know the Lord. Are you driving? Prayer? Let's go in. I don't want to see you. Oh, that's church. Oh, no, no, no. That's a neighbor. <laughs> it's the Lord. We're funny people. But we have a responsibility. And we have a privilege. Can I get the worship team to come up? And we have the privilege to serve God. Let me tell you, there's nothing greater than when God opens up your heart and says, you know what, Pastor, I want to do this.